Hello, welcome to the Ready Fight Podcast. I have a mustache, <laughs> and this is my co-host Nathaniel. No mustache. It looks really you. Uh, I'd have a Shut face up. For... Theme song. Huh. podcast if i put a mustache on i might have that face already but certainly if i put a mustache on it would not look good i can't see your face moving oh now it is there we go (laughs) (laughs) for whatever reason like when i click record like you just freeze and you're just sitting there perfectly still it's taken aback by my my handsomeness yeah holy smokes yeah i gotta write all this handsome it has Uh, um, welcome to the ready fight podcast welcome I That's like, where the music should play. Yeah, I like your Christmas music uh, lights. Christmas hey, music. Hey. <laughs> Christmas music. Uh, I like your Christmas mustache. Thank you. It's great. Tis the season. Your wife think about it. She is not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> so, are you gonna get rid of it then? Uh she she's like uh, really leaning into the idea that I don't like it and I can't have it. She's like, there's no way you're going to, like, go around my family or anything like that with a mustache. So <laughs> I'm going to prove her wrong and definitely keep it. <laughs> I look so bad with a mustache only. Like, I think I look serviceable when, you know, the beard and all that stuff comes in. But I look so stupid with a mustache only that I won't even try to experiment with it during quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's no, like, this is a good time to, like, let it grow because, like, I'm not around anyone. But right. just even, like, when I pass myself in the mirror, I'm just like, oh. God, <laughs> no thanks. So, anywho, we're gonna have a shortened one. We spent about the last thirty minutes uh, trying to get this. We are using a brand new podcasting service, Anchor. Anchor, the best podcasting service we've ever used. Yes, yes. I can't think of anything better than Anchor. My wife wanted to hang out this weekend and do stuff together. I said, "Nope, I'm gonna go check out Anchor." That's right. how great it is. <laughs> so correct. Uh, we Sponsorships. Are it allows us to be on multiple platforms. I think we're on more than we were before. Yep. Um, stuff I've never even heard of. So right. we'll, yes. Um, so look for us on all the pods. I like um, how it automatically did the RSS feed for all of them because it was a pain in the butt on Podbean to get it all yes. set up. And like I saw that it was automatically on Spotify, which is cool because Podbean did not like Spotify. Yep, so we are available on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. So all of them. All of your podcast needs. The world has been satisfied. A wrong has been corrected. And now we can get done with this 2020. This is the first good thing to happen to the world. In 2020, Greg, would you agree? I would concur. <laughs> um, so we, long story short, we both like to watch football. We want to watch football, and that happens in 57 minutes. So we're going to knock this out here in an hour. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, let's start with some movies and some TV shows, Greg. We've been watching some stuff. For the let's first time about- ever, me and you both have been watching something at the same time, uh, are you done with Raised by Wolves? I am not. I have I've I've started watching the finale and I fell asleep. Not to say that it was boring. It was just late at night, and 
um, I have to find time to watch it where my wife is not around because she does she, not like it. <laughs> uh, she likes it. She watched the first four or five episodes with me, um, and then just we couldn't find time to watch it together or whatever. And I just decided I was going to go ahead and watch the last, you know, whatever five, six, seven, eight. Excuse me. What are what are they on now? Is it episode nine or ten? Uh, there's ten episodes. Ten. So I watched six, seven, eight, nine by myself. Um, and I think it's going to take her a while to get caught up. So I just need to watch it on my own. I started watching a little bit of it, but don't spoil that for me. I really don't want that spoiled because I am loving Raised by Wolves. Um, what do you think? Um, I mean, yeah, I watched it all. Uh, I watched the last four episodes all yesterday. Was the finale satisfying to you? It was, it wasn't, it wasn't. Like, the show kind of is, has its ups and downs for me. Sure. Um, but, I mean, it's the first season. Um, I'm very confused on some CGI elements. I'm like, <laughs> did they not like, have enough money? What, do, what don't you like? You'll see. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, I don't know, just like some of the like spacecraft, and like it just looks a little wonky. And I'm like, yeah. I feel like Ridley Scott has a lot of money, and he, maybe he lost a lot of money on Covenant. Well, I know he lost a lot of money on Covenant and uh, Prometheus. So I don't know. So, for those that don't know, Ridley Scott did the original Alien, um, and Prometheus as well, Covenant, um, and, you know, those themes certainly... Heavily, heavily <laughs> carry out in this show. I mean, it is the exact yeah. thing as Well, this kind of seems Prometheus like what he wanted, Covenant. Maybe wanted to do all along, and then, but just was told to do, you know, combine it with Alien for some reason, and that's why Prometheus and covenant were made but this is heavily ai uh, influenced in um interviews leading up to this you know for years he's been talking about doing more ai shit right like ai is his right seems to be like his, his big passion so yeah um but yeah so he directed the first two episodes i guess his son did the last either this the finale or the last two um so basically it just follows um there's a massive war uh the the earth is scorched and humanity needs to move on there is a war between people well, i guess non-believers and believers and this god called saul it's like um go ahead go ahead i was just setting setting it up here and then basically um uh these androids uh, this female and male android are sent to another planet kepler 22b um, to uh, raise these six embryos um, and basically start humanity over again on a different planet, and things do not go as planned. Um, so that's kind of the setup of the show. Uh, it basically has a lot of themes between just androids and humans and carrying on in the next, you know, whatever whatever the next step for human evolution is going to be. Um, if you haven't watched it, I won't spoil too much. But I think it's, for me, as far as HBO Max, a reason to buy it, that was the reason that I wanted to buy it. I think everything looked really cool. The main character is this female android named Mother. She turns into what's called a necromancer, and she spreads her arms out and flies all over, and then all she does is scream, and it obliterates humans into a messy, bloody pool, and it's really, really cool. She's a 
she's a dangerous broad that that mother <laughs> she sure is nathaniel <laughs> well, what are you what are some of you like okay so obviously I've, i'll wait to see this finale right um but like what do you like about the show as far as characters or um, anything like that? i really Except like father uh I've been going around for like the past two weeks saying campion to Angela. <laughs> yes, their son is named Camp, so they have well, they have a, a bunch couple of, of kids children. without yeah. spoiling stuff. But they're they're one of the kids that's heavily focused on his name is Campion, and his father. I can't remember the actor that plays him. He has a very deep voice. Yeah, he's really good though. I like him a lot. <laughs> he is he is he is certainly the most. He seems like the the closest thing to a good guy, right? Like right. he is. The kids like him. He seems like a traditional father. He's jealous in later episodes when... Mother. <laughs> I won't... Huh? Mother. Yeah, yeah. my mother. Um, he gets jealous when he finds out that mother may be sleeping around, which is kind of like a little spoiler, I guess. But um, It has... It, he's got some really, like, solid jokes for me. <laughs> Made yeah, me laugh. He's got a lot, he's got a lot <laughs> like, of dad jokes. So, so this father guy is a service bot, right? Right. Um, and the mother android is, for lack of a better term, she's like a uh, a protect like right. she's, she's a, a no nonsense. She's a badass bot that can do a lot of damage. This father is not meant for fighting or anything like that. He's meant to just um, help out. But he is also like he's supposed he's been programmed to be like the quintessential dad and uh, love and care. But he also tells a lot of dad jokes and that's kind of his like thing. Uh, when is a door not a door. Oh, what did you say? Um, when it's a jar. Oh, when it's a jar. <laughs> That's right. Um, why does he tell that joke? Wasn't that like, didn't Mother need to know that he's back or something? Or I forget why yeah, he tells yeah, that. I don't remember the he context. Tells it a, he tells it in a weird time, and right. then nobody laughs at that. Like, um, but yeah, he's a great character, um, yep. and I, I really love Mother. I just, I, I love... just, I, I, I get that it's Ridley Scott. It is very Ridley Scott with the whole like uh, creation and all this stuff. The, but it's like, it's always the aspects that he doesn't go into that I find most interesting. Like, I want to know more about, like, this religion on Earth, how it started, because they kind of allude to, like, I don't know, maybe, like, there was a comet that landed on Earth that started this new religion. I don't know if you yeah, picked well, up onto that. Um, like, I want, it, I want, like, the whole how the necromancers were made, how the war started, like, how it decimated Earth. But he is right. like, ah, uh, you know, what it's like to be a mother. And then, like, I was reading, or Angela's reading some stuff. It's like why he's always so, uh, like, set on showing, like, women and giving birth. Like, it's, like, the motif is a lot of the alien movies, like, you know. Sigourney Weaver gets pregnant. Numi Rapace gets pregnant. Like it's always like impregnating people. Like the whole process of like, you know, the face hugger. It's like impregnating somebody. Like right. having a host. Like he's really set on those themes, and it's like your other stuff is interesting. Like let's let's explore that. Yeah, I mean, the good news is, I, and I I did read enough to know that there's more seasons. Oh, I actually didn't know that there's going to be four seasons. I, I just read that they're going forward with another one, and I just read a brief synopsis, again, not of anything that happened, but just enough to know that there were there's room for a second season for sure. Um, so, you know, he has ample time to explore those themes. I just think um, 
I think he wrote or said, he's like, oh, we have enough content for like seven seasons or something like that. Yeah. Which he said the same thing about his Prometheus line movies as well. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he has, had a, he has a bunch more movies of those to make. You know apparently. what else? I, I'm pretty sure he's just got like a warehouse somewhere filled with like white android blood. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much white android blood in this show. yeah that is kind of weird like you think you know it's almost feels like a shared universe at this time all these androids are so similar you know so right. um but yeah that's uh i it, think uh, for hbo max honestly though like that's a big coup and like that's a great thing to get um there's a lot of great content on hbo max but i think um right. Raised by Wolves kind of leads the way for me. I haven't seen Love Lovecraft Country yet. Yep, we've been slowly watching that. It's all right. Um, it that shows more episodic than it is like a single like uh, story. Okay, but it that's got some cool elements to it as well. Um, but yeah, I, I'd give uh, Raised by Wolves a definite must watch. Yeah, for sure. If you are a fan at all of sci-fi, um, you know Ridley Scott, say what you will. Uh, he's kind of a a huge figurehead in the genre so go check it out so um some other news uh we've gonna be talking about some other stuff we watched but i did want to mention uh i had we were going to talk about the biggest movies still still to come out in theaters in 2020 obviously the situations are very fluid with everything is going on um but there were four kind of really big ones left dune which i think looks super awesome and huge um oh cool background sci-fi <laughs> um so dune is supposed to come out sometime in december oh what is that a follow uh i don't know <laughs> sorry i'm <laughs> sidetracking up. that's all right uh, uh here the coming podcast to america too uh yeah. which actually i'm really excited for i love the original coming to america um and then wonder woman 1984 i think is sometime in december i would imagine that's going to get delayed uh, the big sad news for me, Greg, did you see No Time to Die? Apparently there's no time for that movie. I know. Now it's April. Um, I mean, I, I, at this point, I feel like they just got to start doing the Mulan route. They got to just start releasing this stuff. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit sick of their, like, it just seems like if you're not going to just, I don't, I'm not saying you should give up on theaters. By any means, but if you're not going to experiment in the market, if video on demand is sustainable for the numbers that you want, if you're not going to do that right now, then when are you going to do that? You know, like, well, that's also the thing, like the theaters, most theaters have opened, but theaters are going to start closing. You know, they don't have the overhead to keep the lights on. All right. And, you know, like Tenant came out, like, I'm sure I didn't see the numbers, but I'm sure it didn't do what they wanted. No, it was like 78 million. Right. And people like theaters can open up as much as they want. But if the movies yeah. just keep on getting pushed back, there's no reason to go to a theater. Well, on, on top of that, I think there's enough, you know, whatever. I'm not going to get political here, but there's enough smart people that out there that are like, maybe this is not, you know, a great idea to be. Right. Um, I you mean, know, yeah, especially like it, our county. We're number one in the state, number one in the nation right, right. now. So Greg and I live in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Um, and if you look at any of the the articles that you'll see out there on like fastest spreading our area is um fastest spreading so you know and there's going to be people like again i'm not getting political like if you don't think it's a deal no, or whatever, you're getting fine. political <laughs> that's fine but then if you do think it's a big deal those people are going to stay out of the theaters right. um but like i i desperately want to see no time to die 
if I can keep that in my library, like even Mulan, you know, I was kind of against like $30 seems like a lot. But then when you think about your two movie tickets, whatever. Right. But Mulan has been getting such great reviews. I really had no interest in seeing it until I started reading all these reviews. Jamie really, uh, my wife really likes it. Um, and I thought $30, eventually that's going to come in December. And that's that's her thing. She's like, why would I buy that now? And it's going to come to Disney Plus in December. Um but if you want to see it now, you get to keep it in your library. Right. Um, why not? So I think, you know, if I could, and there is no, I don't know if, what is it, Universal that has the James Bond license? I don't know if they have a service or I can't think what service that would go on. But I I would probably pay at this point. Same with Black Widow, man. I would love to see Black Widow. That got pushed back again, right? So, yep. But um, like you're saying, I mean, everybody knows, everybody shares their services. So it was like a no-brainer for me to buy Mulan because I share it like with you know my family. So it's like I spent thirty dollars and you know four different households get to watch it. You know it, it's worth it. Well, you know that's that's one thing I guess though. Maybe you know these like even HBO Max. I think it allows for three streams at a time. Right. Like I don't have a problem. I honestly don't have a problem paying the 15 bucks a month for my one stream or whatever, you know, like right. me and my, me and my wife. And now that this is just me and my wife, like we can manage one stream, like where we're watching the same thing most of the time anyway, or, you know, we have so many different services. So if you're a business trying to, if you're worried about that stuff, I guess why, I mean, I know that's a selling point too, you know, especially for Disney plus, obviously usually, you know, families are going to be buying that and, you know, right. people with kids, um, not that only kids watch Disney Plus movies. I'm not saying that, but it helps to have multiple streams. I get that, but um, I don't know. I just think, I just think selfishly, I want to see these films. And right. that but, being said, if No Time to Die came out in theaters today, I wouldn't go see. I, I am not comfortable. I'd wait to go. You know, I'd wait till it came out. So, um, I mean, I saw Tenet in the theater, so I. <laughs> Right. Well, you said you had a good experience today. You said it was done pretty well, right? Yeah. Um, there was like two other couples in the theater, and it, like all the seats were like taped off. Like you had to break a like a seal, um, to sit down, and you know there's no interaction with anybody in the theater. Yeah. Like all the doors are like self opening, and if they're not, they have like now uh like a kick a foot thing where you can open and close it with your foot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, cool. I mean, it was fine. Would I go now yeah. to a theater? Probably not, just because the numbers in our area yeah. are very good, bad. But right. I mean, you know, well, I, I don't, I don't understand how movie economics works. So I, I don't know what I'm gonna say is accurate. But also, you'd think that there's like a return on investment on these films. Like, how long can they sit on a movie before right. it depreciates the value of the movie? Right. Well, that, you know, but, well, yeah, I mean. But I guess one, they release New Mutants and they've been sitting on that for like five years. So. <laughs> well, that's that's an interesting one because maybe that, that probably did suffer. But you, the movies I'm talking about. Right. Have such have such staying power. Like Bond has been around for 30, 40 years. Right. Black um, Widow. Black Wonder Widow Woman. is a mark, you know. Yeah. Those you are hold that movies. for another five years and people are just going to be like, whenever that stuff comes out. And they know that, right? They know that. People will go see that whenever it gets released, um, if they want to see it or whatever. So, yeah. but anyway, those are the biggest movies yeah. uh, still to come out. Well, uh, No Time to Die, no longer. I would imagine 
you know, if things don't change, Wonder Woman is probably going to get pushed back. It's already been pushed back once. I would be shocked a couple of times. Yeah, I would be shocked if Dune. I mean, Dune just looks awesome. Yeah, (laughs) and looks too good to be true that that movie is going to come out at any point. Right. This year. And, and again, you know, honestly, even if, if the numbers don't change, I'm not going to go see it in theaters anyway. But do I mean, the, coming to America? Uh, I do. At, I think just, that's super funny. Yeah. Um, I'm just. Also, you'd think that these studios, like, they would have to have some, like, you know, uh, goodwill. I don't know what you want to call it. Like, and releasing some of these movies to their streaming services. Like, yeah. You know, it's not cheap. You know, people are paying, you know, I probably pay over $100 a month in all the streaming services. I mean, and you'd think that they would have some, you know, again, a, like a goodwill type of thing where they're like, all right, you know, we charge you $30 for Mulan and everybody signed up for Disney Plus. So here's Black Widow. We're releasing it on Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean, that would be huge to them, right? Like if they're just like, hey, Disney Plus has Black Widow free or with your subscription right. jar, like. Obviously, people are going to sign up just for that, but then you probably have people signing up just for a month for like fifteen bucks or something, and then um, then canceling, you know. So um, yeah, but I mean, that's how they get you, right? You know, that's Netflix's you know scheme is they get you to sign up, and then they cancel your favorite show that you signed up for, and now you're <laughs> watching something else on Netflix, and you still have right. it, you know, like. I think you should just like with Disney Plus. Well, actually, I don't even know if Disney Plus does month by month subscriptions or because I paid. I paid 70 bucks for the year, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, I did the pre-buy thing. Whatever. Um, whatever. So Other movies. What did you think about... You haven't watched Mulan yet? I haven't. I want... But right. We're going to wait till... We're going to wait till I guess it comes out. I'm not... Um, I don't know. I, it was because fine. I, yeah. Well, you want to talk about it? Nah, it, it was fine. A lot of people well, hate on it. I thought it was fine. Did you know the original Mulan lady is in there? Yep. I saw the movie. I don't think a lot of people... I've heard nothing but good things. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about it. Oh, you mean so, other people? You said a lot of people. Are oh yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of people are hating on it. Huh. Well, um, I'm excited to see it. Tenet. Tenet was amazing. I mean, I'm a your favorite Nolan movie. Uh, not my favorite Nolan movie, but probably my third favorite Nolan movie. What are your first two? Interstellar. Memento. Than this, I have never seen Memento, and I have it. <laughs> I still have not watched it. I've had it on Blu-ray for like twenty years. Um, That's crazy. And just still have not watched it. I need to. Um, that was his first big one, right? Yeah, Memento. Man, Nolan used to be my second favorite director. Um, obviously, I really enjoy. I thought Interstellar was great. The Dark Knight is probably. I mean that second Batman one is so just so awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's he's pretty cool. I, I I'm very interested in Tenant. All the reviews that I read said that's good, but it is a lot. Like a lot of his movies. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot to process. There's a lot going on. Yeah, he's starting to get. It's a little bit uh, into that like smell your own farts territory <laughs> where he's like, I'm so brainy with my ideas. Gets a, he's starting to get a little bit there for me, like with inception and stuff that was a little bit over the top. But um, I mean, I tenant looks would say what you will. I, I, from someone who hasn't seen it, tenant looks really cool. 
But again, I would rather have something that's a little over the top and a little hard to process than something like, I don't Jack know. Jackass 4? Yeah, or <laughs> Eurovision, you know? Like, those movies are fine and everything. It's just... I, I'm I, super excited for Jackass 4. Yeah, I, I'm... <laughs> I tend to uh, lead towards see... something that's a little more conceptual than sure, sure. <laughs> just people no, stapling yeah. their butt cheeks together. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's a debate for another time. Yep. Uh, did you see Borat Two is coming out? Now? I did on Amazon, or is it is it Amazon? I, I think so. Um, but he wants he wants it, of course, to be out in time for the election. Right. Um, I heard there's something big in there. Amazon Prime, October 23rd, it says, Borat 2. Nice. So, you know, it's interesting. I actually watched, this was a month or two ago. My wife had never seen Borat, so we watched it. <laughs> this was this was before we knew number two was coming out or anything. Um, and I remember going to see that in theaters. And it was like, that was kind of during the Bush era. 9-11 had happened. Um, and... I remember it being so much more, like, shocking. Um, right. Like, I don't know if you remember, like, the scene with the frat boys and stuff. Yeah. They're just saying, like, the craziest shit. Um, and then I watched it this time. Again, not to get political, but, like, I just think maybe because of everything going on, like, it really didn't seem like any of the stuff was that shocking anymore. Like, oh, well. I've seen some pretty crazy shit yeah. in the last three or four years. Yeah, the past <laughs> 20 years has been pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, so that was interesting to me to take take that away. So I can only imagine, uh, I don't know. And it wasn't as funny as I remembered it either. Yeah. I, I don't know, I think. Well, we'll people see. have been going around saying my wife for the past 20 years, so it's not all the jokes have been kind of played out. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll see. I, I'm still I'm still gonna check out too, but um, it's on Amazon Prime, so right. why not? Right. Know? Um, but uh, yeah, so there's that. So we watched. Uh, Greg and I both checked out the new Netflix film, The Devil All the Time. Um, then that is more like quite a film. depressing all the time. Depressing all the time. So basically, if I could sum that up, first off, let me say that after marinating on it for about 48 hours because we watched it friday night um i like it i thought it was pretty cool it's not a movie that i'm racing to watch again <laughs> i'm never um, gonna watch that movie again in my life see i've seen a lot i've i've seen i don't know do you know who lars von trier is <laughs> huh do you know who lars von trier is the auteur he makes like really yeah just disturbing movies that are really leave you feeling bad after you're done watching them. Or even like um, what Ari Ari Aster, I think is his name. He does Hereditary and Midsummer. Uh, Midsummer. Yeah, those movies left me feeling much more disgusting about my about myself and what I just watched in a good way, if that makes sense. I enjoyed a lot of those films, but this one wasn't that bad, I didn't think. But it certainly wasn't. Like, there was some weird shit in there. It's a feel-good sure. movie of the summer. <laughs> yeah. um, but basically, it's just about this town called Knock'em-Stiff. Uh, I love that name. And um, it's just basically about a lot of different characters who are all doing shitty things, basically. Um, right. Except for Tom keep... Holland. Well, right. Tom Holland is kind of like an anti-hero, right? He's um, Tom Holland. This is a big names just... in this movie. 
gives justice to the people that deserve it. Yes. So Robert Pattinson is in it. Um, Tom Holland. Let me bring up the cast here. Sebastian Stan. Uh, Stan Bill Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Uh, Jason uh, Clark. Jason Clark. Uh, Mia. I don't know where I've seen her, but I know I've seen her in a ton of different stuff. Mia Wasikowska. I don't know how to say that last name. Uh, um, is that Tom Holland's sister? Uh, no, that's the that's the lady that falls in love with the guy that pours spiders on his face. Um, oh, she was in uh, Jane Eyre. <laughs> she's been in a lot of stuff, yeah. She's in, oh, she's duh, she's Alice in Alice in Wonderland. Yep. Uh, and she's in Crimson Peak, Guillermo yep. del Toro's yep. Crimson Peak. Um, <clears throat> what a weird sentence to say. She's the girl who marries the guy that pours spiders on his face. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> so, alert. Yeah, spoiler. Um, but basically, it's just about the stuff. Oh, Dudley. Of... Dudley's the guy, Dudley from Harry Potter's the guy who pours, pours spiders oh, yeah, on his face. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> um, Big D. <laughs> It's just uh, the the devil all the time is just bad people doing bad things to each other. And it's just, excuse me, it's just kind of a crazy, um, it's, but it's, it's a very, it's pretty much don't go to the Appalachians in the mid 1940s and fifties. Yeah. Um, So you have, I mean, you have instances of Robert Pattinson's a, a new preacher that comes into town and he does some shitty things to women. And then you have, it follows it, it follows different characters and eventually these characters all their stories all end, end up intertwining in some way shape or form right jason clark and the lady riley keo i think is her name um she's she's a pro well i guess not a prostitute I don't, I don't know what you would classify her as she doesn't get paid um but she she and this jason clark guy are like a bonnie and clyde super devil type um they go around they pick up hitchhikers um and they jason clark likes to take pictures of this hitchhiker having sex with this lady and then they kill him um they'll kill these guys and they'll kill them in very disturbing ways which you don't really see um you see you only see kind of a live action kill one time but through all the photographs he takes you see some very haunting images Thanks for me re- make, making me relive all those <laughs> moments again. That was probably the the craziest scene to me, and I will say it, it was my favorite scene because I thought it was the most like powerful, and it was just it was really like creepy. It was can't say I have Se- a favorite scene from that whole movie <laughs> where Sebastian Stan breaks into their apartment or whatever, and then finds their um, their dark room. Yeah, and is looking at all the photos and the way he I don't I don't know what kind of filter he has, but like. The, it's everything is very black and white. It looks like uh, it's I, all the I don't negatives. know what kind of filter you call that, but it, huh? It's all the negatives of the photos. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, and then he really he really pronounces that negative look, and you just you just see like these photos up close of all these, and you can't obviously see a lot of detail in these pictures, but you see this woman smiling on top of a corpse in negative vision. Yeah, let's you know? not talk about it. <laughs> I just think it was like really um, disturbing. I don't know. It uh, was disturbing. artfully done, I think. Artfully disturbing. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely an art film. <laughs> uh, how many rock bottoms would you give that? Uh, I mean, I'll give it a five. Just You're gonna give it five rock bottoms. Yeah. 
because uh, it was well done and the acting's good, but I did not enjoy the movie whatsoever. <laughs> oh, this is out of 10. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give it um, seven cows out of 10. <laughs> is something supposed to happen? <laughs> did you hear the cows? No. Nope. Oh, you didn't? Really? No. Nope. Huh. That's too bad. Um, is it? uh so anyway i i think you should watch devil all the time it's a little bit long um i mean if you like dark films at all i'm sure you'll love this uh so like i paused it and i'm like this is yeah gotta be close i know i was only like an hour in i'm like what (laughs) just like another hour and a half of this See, I read in reviews that it was a little bit slow, and I actually never felt that. I thought, like, I thought it was interesting enough where, but I always, I always, I wasn't checking the time on it. So it was like Forrest Gump, but more depressing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I never drew a correlation. <laughs> it's, it's spanned over like thirty like, years. It's like, come on. <laughs> so check it out. Tell us, um, tell us what you think, Greg. Where can they find us online? If they want, if they want to watch the devil all the time, and they Anchor. want to talk about it with us, they Let can me do tell it on you Anchor something apparently. about Anchor. You can find anything you want on it for the, <laughs> some low price. I'm assuming. Yes. Uh, Ready, fight, front pod, drugs, Facebook, Twitter, Gmail. It's Ready, fight, podcast on all those things. Actually, yes. So what we're gonna do? Another cool thing about Anchor. Um, Thanks for reminding me here, Greg, is we tried to do this this week, um, but it just didn't work out that well because uh, we've never used it before. (laughs) We've never used it before. We're still kind of learning stages, but Anchor allows you guys to get involved. So you can actually we're going to try to get this link to work, but um, we'll put it on our social media pages. You guys will be able to click a link, talk about this with us. You can leave a one minute message on your thoughts. We will review them and we can incorporate them into the show. The only problem is right now, Anchor wants you to create a username and password to do that. So we're going to, which nobody wants to do. So, so we'll try and figure out something for that. Um, But we'd like to get you guys involved. We want to hear what you have to think. Um, So stick around for a little bit more news on that. But that pretty much sums up our movies. Greg, you got anything else for movies you want to talk about? I mean, no, they need to release more of them. Yes. Yes. Um. Maybe I wouldn't. Maybe we wouldn't have to watch depressing devil all the time shit if there was more options out there. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> maybe we would have liked. Well, maybe you would have liked devil all the time a bit more if you weren't amidst a pandemic. Yeah, I mean, if you know everything else was happy and you know maybe a little more sunshine in the world, it wouldn't have been that bad. But it's like I don't know. I'm already depressed. I don't want to be like, <laughs> oh yeah, a bunch of bad things happened to people in West Virginia. 40, right. 50 years ago. So this is a good kind of segue into games. I was talking with a friend about this the other day, um, and I think we talked about this on the podcast too, but with The Last of Us 2, yeah. I think maybe that would have been more a little bit more well-received if it wasn't such a depressing right. uh, piece of media Era. In, a, in a during a pandemic here. So. Right. Um, anywho, let's get into the games. We have a lot going on. The PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X um, are coming. They are upon us. We're about uh, almost exactly a month away. Um, yeah, almost. Um, let's see. Over Xbox, months, yeah. Xbox is 1110. PlayStation is 1112. Um, 
so those are coming. Greg and I. What what? Uh, got the secured our PlayStation fives. Sure did. Theme songs. <laughs> so awesome. So, um, the big kind of story over the last couple of weeks was the shit show that was all of the pre-orders, whether it was for PlayStation or Xbox. Right. Admittedly, Xbox did a little better job of it, um, but um, it was chaos. So for those who haven't been following PlayStation, and I don't remember what day they had their um, their announcement ceremony or their their uh, whatever you call it, their released uh, press junket i don't know yeah whatever there's i can't even think of the 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 conference their state of play or whatever yeah state of play type thing they released all the ps5 information they said hey this is going to be available for pre-order the following day man did i hate those state of play things why is that because the whole thing it was just like here are some triangles and x's and squares and then it does a game trailer, and then it's here are some more squares and circles and triangles and X's, and then another trailer, and then it's like news at the PlayStation Five coming soon, and then the next one it's like triangles and squares and X's. It's like okay, I get it. You guys built this graphic, and you want to get your most out of it, but can you just tell me how much the PlayStation costs? When it's going to come out? What it looks like? What it has in it? See, I didn't really have that. Yeah, I thought. I just think the, I disagree with you that I think the PlayStation Five like that didn't do it for me. I wasn't like, whoa, sweet, the squares and the dexes, you know. But I was like, can't wait to hear some trance music and see some more triangles float (laughs) on the screen. This is the best time of my life. It's interesting that you say that because I see like, um, I see people on IGN and then there's a a lady that I watch and pay attention to. Her name's Alana Pierce. She used to be on IGN and now she works for Funhouse, I believe. Um, She's a big video game journalist name. Uh, She was saying the same thing. She didn't like that stuff. And um, I don't know. I just saw it like it never. It's like, don't give me filler. Don't you make me wait for this crap. And then you just like. (laughs) There was like a half an hour of just CGI crap in the background. It's like, no, don't try to pull the wool over my eyes here. Like, get give me give me the information I want. <laughs> I just, I'm just at that point, honestly, I was so happy that it was happening after months and months of waiting that I was like, whatever. I'll, this is not registering for me as something that right. That I I, I just I wish it would have been like, oh, here's the PlayStation Five. Here's how much space it has on it. Here's how fast it's going to run. Here's the graphics processing. Here's how much it's going to cost. Well, we got all that information. So yeah, eventually, right. Eventually. So and then the- two hours later, all the pre-orders are gone. And I'm like, ah, I didn't get any uh, notifications. Yeah, so I think I'm going to guesstimate here because I can't find it. I think the conference happened on September 16th, which was a Wednesday. Um, pre-orders were supposed to go live on the 17th, which was a Thursday. Um, now with a lot of this stuff, they don't tell you exact times. They just say, Hey, pre-orders are going live on Thursday. I went golfing that night, September 16th. Uh, I didn't actually even watch the, the conference. I was just going to check it out when I got back and to my huge dismay yours as well, yours as well. I'm assuming by the time I got back golfing at like eight o'clock, pre-orders had gone live everything was sold out <laughs> and i'm learning about all this great news and a machine i can't buy right um so everyone you know obviously we are not alone there were 
ton of people just super pissed off at how Sony botched this. The funny thing is for years or for years, for months, I don't remember the gentleman's name, but some figurehead at Sony was saying, I'm pretty sure the CEO <laughs> Uh, was, was he the one saying we're not gonna we're not gonna just yeah. spring this up yeah we're gonna everybody's gonna have plenty of time right. you're gonna know about it in advance no, no. <laughs> i checked i checked every store right after that conference and it was all still saying you know available shortly whatever you know yeah. designation they had right and i'm like okay yeah it's still not up and then, yeah, I look again at 10 o'clock, and the first thing I Google says, pre-orders also. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Right. I didn't get yeah, a right. single notification from the four stores I signed up to get notifications from. <laughs> yeah. Super frustrating. Um, Greg and I were pissed, as well as I'm sure a lot of you were. Everybody. Uh, and the frustrating thing was, you know, so it, it, it ended up not really being Sony's fault, per se. So Walmart was the first retailer to say something like they had some sort of kitschy tweet where they're like, Hey, we're not making a wait pre-order right now. Right. <laughs> like an hour after the conference. Um, some people were, I was reading online and watching some YouTube clips. People were talking like, why wouldn't Walmart do that? What's Sony going to do? Pull their product from their shelves. Like there's no, what's, what's the repercussions. There, there yeah, should the be. Right. Yeah. Like, okay, sorry. We're offering your products early. Do something, you know? Um, but even if that hadn't happened, Sony still would have screwed up, I think a little bit because they said they were going to give us weeks in advance. Right. It was, it was like a day, you know, (laughs) so maybe two day, I don't know. Um, very frustrating. You would think it's, it sucks to have to wake up on a Monday morning and go to my job knowing that there are people out there that can't handle that, uh, planning and, uh, I get paid probably like five times more than me. Right. <laughs> so, um, whatever they botched it, but the not everyone has a happy story, uh, happy ending like Greg and I here. We were we able a to huge happy ending. Huge. Happy... <laughs> Greg and I love from that ending. massage parlor we went to after we <laughs> got the bad news. <laughs> the Robert, the Robert Kraft Palace. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were able to just you know we we're constantly refreshing, uh, keeping tabs on what was going on. Uh, and when was this that GameStop said they were going to have, was that a couple Fridays or yeah, a couple Fridays ago, right? Or was it last Friday? Um, I think it was September 25th. It was last Friday. Or was it October 2nd? No. Th- well, I, okay. It wasn't two days ago, but it was. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> September 25th, I'm going to say. I think it was September 25th. We got word that GameStop was having more. Um all the media outlets were reporting that, hey, they're going to be having some more the next day. Um, and Greg and I got down there early, stood in line, not for too, super long, what, two hours, something like that? Uh, uh, well, I woke up and went there at like 7 o'clock. And there was uh, a lonely teenager sitting in his car in the parking lot. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, we were. I got there around 10. 10, I think I got there closely after. Um and we were, there was probably, I'd say, what, 25 people in line? By um, the end of it, yeah. By the end of it, and they only had five. And we were... Um, well, actually, they had six, but I, I won't get into that. Sixth one was a weird one, but an employee got. Um, but uh, they had five uh, for reserve, all of the disc edition, right? I don't think there are any digital ones. Right. Uh, and apparently, 
half the line wasn't even there for the PS5. Yeah. There Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon card, which that was Pokemon so crazy. Cards. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, the guy the guy came. So at, at noon is when our GameStop opened. Uh, the guy came up and he said, hey, uh, just letting you all know we only have five available. And there was like three people that left the line. Right. <laughs> and the rest are all just standing there. And then he even came out and he goes, you guys did hear me that I said we only had five available, right? Um, yep. And I was like, Pokemon cards. Right. <laughs> that was cards. baffling. I was like, uh, what is happening? <laughs> what? You're uh, you're waiting out. outside for cards? <laughs> Be it far for me to make fun of anyone for being a nerd or a geek, because that is what I am. But Yeah, uh, this line is for our nerd thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Po- Pokemon cards. Um, no, I know there's a huge following for that stuff. So right. anyway, we hope that you guys... Uh, well, that's not, I mean, yeah. So <laughs> it was uh, a crazy turn of events because then, like I said, I got there and there was uh, that kid who's was there apparently since five o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning because Kyle said he went there after work. Yeah. Because when <laughs> I got there, Kyle texts me. He's like, what's up with this PS5 crap? And I sent him a Snapchat <laughs> showing I was outside of GameStop. And he's like, is it worth me coming there? I'm like, it's me, two other guys, and Nathaniel's on his way, so I'd assume it's worth coming here. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I'm on my way. And then he pulls up, and it just so happens to be that me, you, him, and the two other guys were the five people in line. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that worked out perfectly. I right. can't, I've, um, we won't talk about it now, but Greg and I have horror stories about the PlayStation 3 launch. Um, and no, we can like talk one- about it. It's a funny. I know we got more things to get to, so we can. Yeah, we got it. Well, that's before me and Nathaniel ever met each other, turns out we met each other <laughs> in waiting in line in Fond du Lac we were, for the we PS3. Both, yes, throwing throwing rocks at the right. windows of Target after we were told we couldn't get it. And uh, <clears throat> but anyway, we hope you guys have good luck with your launches. We hope everyone gets a happy ending. Yeah, <laughs> gets uh, their PlayStation Fives or Xbox. Xbox did do a better job. They launched. Uh, there was no like pre-leaks of pre-orders or anything like that. Um, but their websites, you know, console shortages, websites were getting shut down. It was hard for people to get on. Um, kind of weird experiences. Like when Greg and I were waiting one day for, we thought something was on GameStop. They put us in like a lounge or a lobby, and then it said we're about to get one, and then it would just like kick, kick us back out. to the website. Yeah. Um, a lot of that going on with the Xbox stuff I heard. So, And I still have received zero notifications from any of the Best Buy, Amazon, yeah. Walmart for any pre-order information. No, yeah. I've gotten nothing. I, I signed up for all that stuff too. I've received nothing except I received one notification that Walmart had them back in stock. This was before we got ours. Yeah. And that I immediately, I was looking at my phone when I got it. I immediately checked. It said sold out. And then I checked my other websites and that went live 30 minutes ago. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they're like sending these emails out 30 minutes late, whatever. Right. So whatever. Um, the other things, let's see, let's cover some other stuff here for gaming. Um, well, we can get into this too. So you have the Ireland stuff. You want to go ahead with that? Uh, yeah, it's just I keep on seeing news articles that say, oh, you got uh, the second wave of pre-orders from GameStop, but now you're not going to get your PlayStation till 2021. And it's just yeah. apparently... GameStop in Ireland that that's the case but who knows if that's going to bleed over to other markets the frustrating thing I guess is and I don't claim to know anything about any of this stuff or how it works but you would think even in a pandemic 
these companies would know, okay, realistically, we don't have to share this with anybody, but we know that we can realistically ship X amount of consoles by the end of the year. And we should be able to get X amount of consoles out by launch. So let's make sure that people know this or that we only, you know, I, I cannot understand and I would be super pissed if I was day one, got my pre-order right away, right after Sony's console or Xbox thing. And now I'm getting an email saying I might not get this till December, you know? So one, I don't think we're in any place to talk about it. We should get that chick from GameStop on and have her talk about all this because she seems to know everything. <laughs> we had a super crazy. I mean, she was nice enough, but she she, she was had a little some bit thoughts of an and duck, opinions. Yeah, yeah. I curse a lot GameStop, in front of her yeah. young child. <laughs> yes, um, she was something else. So there's a person but in line I... who is uh, quite annoying. <laughs> but anyway. Made that two hours feel a bit longer than two hours, I think. Right. That we um, well, if you're in Ireland and you're watching this podcast, good luck. Which I'm sure, yes, we hope that you are playing it before the end of the year. Um, some big games releasing in October. I can cover this real quick. Yep. Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Got an 8 out of 10 on IGN. I love Crash. Uh, it looks really, really uh, in depth. It looks like they've. The levels are very long. It looks like there's a lot of content there. Um, and I've, on Metacritic, it's got an 85, I think. Um, yeah, 85. So largely excellent reviews. Um, do you care about Crash? No. Nah, I got my feel when I played uh, the end of Uncharted 4. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so two big games came out this week. Crash was one of them. Star Wars Squadrons was the other. That is sitting at an 81. Uh, at Metacritic, IGN gave that an 8, so very uh, in line there. Um, What's happening? Hold on. I don't know where it's going. Oh, God, that was terrible. Um... Star Wars Squadrons, are you excited after that happened? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't have a VR. I've been waiting to see if uh, there's been any more information on uh, PSVR 2, what's going to be the, the you know, the future of the PlayStation VR um, before I pull the trigger and get one. That's only, I'm not going to buy the game unless I have a VR. Yeah, that's an interesting take. I thought you were such a Star Wars fan, and it's only 40 bucks. I thought... Uh... Yeah, but I mean, the the problem is, I feel like, uh, you know, it's the same thing with, like, Battlefront. You know, it, it's... The game is going to have a certain niche, like, and that's what it is. Like, you're going to be in the cockpit flying a plane, shooting other planes. Or... Were you a fan of uh, Rogue Squadron? I, I, yep, I love Rogue Squadron. I was, I'm a huge fan of, you know, TIE Fighter, X-Wing, TIE Fighter vs. X-Wing, all those expansions, you know, back in the day on PC. But again, like, if I'm going to buy it, like, I want the whole experience. So I will get it. It's just, am I going to get it now because there's not going to be a new VR for another year? Or am I going to wait, you know, four months for uh, VR 2? Yeah, and you know, it almost seems like it, it does kind of seem like, especially if you're, I mean, if you're going to get the HTC Vive or whatever, or the the Quest, the Oculus Quest or whatever, VR ones that are associated with PC out there, that's fine. But if you're waiting on the next PSVR, it seems like 
just from some of the rumors that have been coming out, PlayStation and Sony are working on something, right? You would imagine to coincide with the PlayStation Five. If, if with this being a forty dollar game, I could see them even packaging this after a year. Let's say that the VR comes out in a year from now, I could see them even packaging this and then just making this part of the experience. You know, right? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, really I'm cool. excited. Yeah, I mean, I want to play it, but like I said, I I want to really play it. So it's like, do I, you know? drop a bunch of money on it now or do i just wait you know six months a year and then get a better version of it right there's a on this anchor podcast here there's a sound effect called drop so let's play that yeah you didn't hear that no you really dropped the ball (laughs) (laughs) all right father mother um campion (laughs) campion. come back here campion did you find that pesky mouse campion (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's very good um i know so angela I is bad <laughs> i don't know if she's at her wits end with me going around talking like that guy <laughs> um well you do a great job that's excellent uh and the other big game coming out in october is later this month i think october i'm gonna guess uh i don't have a date in front of me i think it's october 22nd i'll say is Watch Dogs Legion. Have you played any Watch Dogs? I have not. I played the first one a bit. It is really cool. Uh, it's Ubisoft. Um, and you're basically... Well, in the first one, you were this hacker who had a phone that could do like everything. It could change like stoplights and bring up road barriers. And just, I mean, you could hack into anything and everything. And it was, it was cool. Um, I never did beat it. Never played the second one, which was in San Francisco, I believe. Um, and now this is the third one. It looks cool. I'm just a little too... It's kind of like Assassin's Creed for me. I think Assassin's Creed's games look cool. They get good reviews, but I'm so removed from the start of the franchise that it's just... At this point, I'm like, no. I'm... So it just... The new one just came out on Stadia, so I played it for a little bit. And yeah, I've never played an Assassin's... Uh... Valhalla? Oh. I'm thinking of Hitman, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I was, was going to say, I don't think Assassin's Creed is out yet. Um, no, yeah. Uh, there is a, the last Assassin's Creed on Stadia. Stadia. Yeah. Stadia. But I just, uh, anyway, Hitman is like the same thing. Um, you know, I'm so removed from it. Like, I started playing it. Like, it's an interesting concept. It's just like, ah, I don't know about this. I haven't right. really, really dived too deep into it. Yeah, I never, I never caught on to the i mean again yeah exactly like hitman looks really cool right um and it just never never caught on to that stuff here so um so anywho uh those are the big games for october um the only other two things that we kind of have left here real quick just to wrap it up one of the biggest news stories coming out of this week is um about developer cd project red they are the creators of probably the most highly anticipated game in the last couple of years, I would say cyberpunk 2077. Um, they had put out a, or it had come out uh, this month or this week here, that in order to meet the deadlines for the game to be released in November 19th, I believe they are mandating that all their employees work crunch time. So they are going to be working six days a week, um, six day work weeks to finish out work on cyberpunk 27 in time for the November release. Um, it was, uh, let's see here, I think uh, earlier this year, oh, here, so this is from IGN. 
CD Project co-founder Marcin Iwinski, or Marcin Iwinski, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. You're not. Gave an inter- what was that? <laughs> I said you're not. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> gave an interview to Kotaku, which is a very famous uh, video game website, in 2019 saying that it would like CD Project Red to be known as a studio that's humane to its developers and discussing its non-obligatory crunch policy. Um, crunch is something that's is rampant in the video game industry. Um, a lot of developers come under fire for just excessive work hours. Um, you're shaking your head. What's it, up? Because <laughs> like uh, I, every time I hear these stories, like I'm like, who cares? Like th- there's multiple industries there like that. Work in the manufacturing industry. Like I have, <laughs> every, it's always crunch time. People are working seven days a week. It, I don't it, think it's, that makes it right though. But it, it's not like it's not like oh they're they're the exception you know it, it's all over the board. There's many industries that people have to work mandatory mandatory overtime, working six seven days a week. I've had to work last year. I worked like forty two Saturdays out of the year. Like it's it's all over the place, and I, it's just there's there's such a focus on like gaming industry and like oh we have to work you know six days a week. We're working fifty hour days, sixty hour days. It's like. Um, doesn't every industry do this? Yeah, haven't you I, had to I, work overtime before? <laughs> I agree. I understand where you're coming from. I think here's a big difference with a lot of this, though. And uh, CD Projekt Red is handling this well. They even sent out a follow-up saying, "You guys will be generously compensated for this," so on and so forth. A lot of crunch in the industry is from independent teams that these people don't get any extra pay. <laughs> like they are just being told we have to get this game done. However, you're on salary, get this done. You're going to be working 70 hours a week or whatever. Right. That's where that's the game industry is. Again, it's, it's, it's well known and, and there's a big problem with that. Um, so I, I don't have a problem with how they're doing it again, especially given the scope of this game, they got out in front of it. They said, yep, we are doing an about face. We know we put out this letter saying we don't want to be the kind of company that requires crunch. But here we are, we're requiring crunch, and we are going to be giving you extreme compensation for this game that's going to no doubt rake in billions upon, well, yeah. I don't know, billions right. upon billions, but a lot of money. Um, no, it's probably billions, you know, you think about all the marketing and all the loot boxes and crap like that, you know, yeah. I mean, it's going to be, this is like... Grand Theft Auto times. Right, exactly. Three, and this is the next I don't know. I, ju- I just, I mean, yeah, I get it. Like, nobody likes to work. But at the same rate, like, you're not the only ones who have to do this. Like, look at, you know, doctors and, like, nurses who all, everybody's working, like, mandatory overtime. Like, relax. Like, you're, you're making well, video games here. You're not, you're not saving people's lives. <laughs> I think, again that's easy to say when in your industry you get compensated for your overtime correct i mean i know time and a half you're breaking up there (laughs) i'm sure i'm sure um so anyway moving on i think you know it's just kind of a crazy thing it's it's something um that you see a lot of i'm just sitting in my chair and make a video game like shut up (laughs) like Come to where I work. Do my job. I'd rather sit there and make a video. I know. I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> you're. You're really. You're really enduring yourself to the. Uh, to our demographic here. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I. I just. Yeah. I understand. I understand the how problematic it is. It's just like, 
you know it, everybody faces it though yeah no i mean I, it's I, just I, there's a there's a big spotlight on it because like that's the you know the media we follow right well that too right. and i like i said i'm I, sure if we I, were I, if we were looking at popular science or like manufacturing today like there would be like articles about like how you know this industry or this organization is making their workers work a hundred hours a week so they could get out the new flip-flop to do whatever <laughs> right and again i i understand where you're coming from and i don't think it's that hot of a take i a lot of people have to do overtime but right. just make sure that you're fairly compensated for it i don't Correct. have a problem right of anything that cyberpunk or that CD project red is doing, because again, I'm sure they realize the cash cow they're sitting on. And to be fair, not only are they going to get compensated for it, but it's your name. Right. And on top of that, like, I don't care. Good. Do more hours. Give me the game early. Like if anything, (laughs) (laughs) let's do, do more, get more people. Take away, take awake pills so that Greg can get this correct. Game in his hands Absolutely, let's get it going. Are you gonna? Uh, how are you gonna play the game? Um, I'm gonna try to play it on PlayStation Five. Yeah, I don't. I still don't really totally understand. Are you a little leery about that now that you know people are being a little boisterous about how they don't think the the PS5's capabilities are gonna make it look as good as it's supposed to? Um. No, I just, why would I, I doubt it's going to look worse on a PS5 than a PS4, right? So. Oh, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, I've read a lot of things that are saying that, like, oh, to get it to, you know, run in 4K with the graphics and the ray tracing and all this stuff, like, you're going to need way more uh, hardware than what the PS5 has. Like, they've spec'd it out. Well, yeah, if I wanted, if I wanted to, I mean, I just bought a gaming laptop. If I wanted to run it on a high-end, I'd... Nerd. I'm just, well, I just don't, I I will enjoy playing this on a PlayStation right. 5. I don't need it to look, that game is going to look cool on a PlayStation 5. If it's not the most crazy high-res game, like, whatever, that's, that, right. that doesn't... Well, I it's just like, it brings up, like the witcher how they had to like scale down the graphics to make it play better on the playstation or any game console really well i mean i think that's you know whatever that's fair so you know i got into this discussion with some friends that i play rocket league with they brag about their high-end pcs and i'm like great what game can you play on it that i can't play I'm like, right. Okay, great. And you have to wait like a year after I play it. <laughs> you paid you paid five hundred dollars more for your for your graphics card. I, my my PlayStation Five is going to be five hundred dollars. The new RTXs or the new uh, Nvidia graphics cards that just came out are going to be like seven to seven hundred to a thousand dollars. I think like, it's five fifty. That's one part of your computer. So I mean, I yeah. get it. Like I'm I'm slowly starting to care more about. Uh, quality over quantity, I guess. Right. But yeah, well, at the same rate, like I'm, I, I really, I don't have patience, so I couldn't imagine sitting around and waiting, you know, another year to play Cyberpunk and the best resolution possible. Right. Well, but which I'm actually going to, but I'm gonna get it for Stadia. Well, and then you know, to go back to what I was saying, my friends talk about their high-end PCs, but. We play Rocket League all the time. Like, <laughs> okay, great, you. And they, it's not. It's not like you're playing like. <laughs> they, and they, and they like they like super bomber games. man. <laughs> yeah, like 
So, and, and they're not even like, like I'm the person, if anything, I'm the person that cares about that stuff right. and like wants right. the high end experiences. No, I get it. They're the yeah. ones paying all this money so that they can say they have a high end PC. And it's like, it's just like, I start seeing whatever. like pictures of like, you know, people playing death stranding and like running on like the optimum settings and it just looks crazy yeah. good. And I'm like, man, yeah. I, I kind of want to do that, you know? That's why I'm yeah, going to get Cyberpunk on Stadia because it's like that I'm not tethered to the performance of my console. Um, it's solely based on internet connection. So like I'm going to get the best resolution possible. Granted that my speed is the best. Yeah. Yeah. The Stadia thing is another, what's another. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. It's just nice to be able to play anywhere easily. Um, I mean, a lot of, you know, you can do that with remote play now and Xbox is saying, you know, they're going to do that too. Um, but again, now you're kind of piggybacking off of interconnection back to your console and then streaming to your phone. So it's kind of, there's a little latency there. Yeah. yeah, I, I think there's perks to the stadia. I mean, they definitely don't have a good game library as of right now, but I don't really care. You know, I'm going to get it. I'm going to play cyberpunk on it. And that's about all I'm really going to use it for. There you go. Um, Stadia will have some challenges as Xbox. Luna? Uh, well, no, not so much. <laughs> Xbox is going to launch, um, they're doing their xCloud. Right, right. Um, so that's going to be pretty much, I mean. Did you see the Luna what, thing? I did, and it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so they have like this little handheld thing you can put between your phone or, you know, put on the outsides of your phone and, it you know, it's basically like a controller. Um, you're going to be able to Xbox's goal is to basically be like its own stadia, right? Like you're be able to play these on all your, your tablets and all this stuff. Um, coupled with a game, you know, say what you will. I think the Xbox, it doesn't seem like there's really any reason for me game wise to buy an Xbox series X out, out at launch, but it's hard to argue with like, like I think I'm going to eventually get a series X and I will just buy game pass. And mm -hmm. I will pay the $15 a month to right. play online. I will never buy a physical game for the, the Xbox. And I will just, because any games that I want to play are probably going to be Halo. For, <laughs> well, Halo and now and first other first party games. Um, you know, if Fable ever comes out, right. uh, they're relaunching or kind of remaking that. But now they bought Bethesda. Right. I mean, that's other huge news. We haven't even talked about that. Um, we'll probably cover that on the next episode here. In but a month. They <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, they purchased they purchased Bethesda now. They've been pretty quiet, coy, I guess, if you will, on what they're going to do. But you don't pay seven billion dollars for a company and not keep their games exclusive. Right. I would absolutely I would yeah. be shocked. Um, you know, I think we may we may see something like maybe maybe there's a chance that the next Skyfall or the Elder Scrolls, um, right. Maybe that makes its way on a PS5, or but certainly even like Fallout, or uh, yeah, yeah certainly like Starfall or uh, Starfield, mm -hmm. their next big. You know, that's never even been released, so why would you right. bring that to a PlayStation Five when you can just make that an Xbox exclusive? Doom, maybe there's a chance that that sees PS5, but why wouldn't you just keep that? You know, you know, and then why wouldn't I buy X Pass or um, Game Pass? Right. And I can just keep paying, you know, I pay 15 bucks a month and I can play all these. That's a crazy deal. So, right. Uh, right. So that'll be interesting to watch. The final thing we have here. I just uh, want to say, I, uh, I really hate the design of the PS5 and I really like the design of the Xbox. 
Yeah, well, it doesn't get more simple than the Xbox, right? It but looks that's, really cool. Yeah, that's that's like great. Like it's never right. gonna go out right. of fashion. It's just a box, like the PlayStation. Right. Like that already looks like last generation. <laughs> See, I think I the only thing I'm worried about with the PS5, and I, I like the look of it. I think it looks really. I, I like how different it looks from anything we've seen, but I'm worried about how big it is. It sounds like it's huge. Um, it's bigger than the PlayStation 3, and I still have my PS3, and I was looking at that the other day, and I'm like, wow, it's, it's going to be big. Um, <clears throat> the Xbox looks really cool if it's vertical. I don't like the look of it really at all when it's sitting on its side. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess. But, well, and plus it's kind of made for a ver- verticality, right, right? Like right. up on the top, it has that green right. hue that, you know, uh, yeah. it switches on and off. So, um, but yeah, it'll be, I'm just excited for the stuff to get here. So. Yeah. Uh, we got a month to go. In the meantime, I played a game, Greg, called Super Mario. I, don't know, I think you're pronouncing that wrong as well. Is it? Mar- maybe Mario. Super Mario 3D All-Stars on Switch. Uh, wait. It comes with yep, Mario. Yep, it's Mario. It is Mario? Yep. Okay. We got a confirmation on that? Yep. Um, so it comes with Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and super mario galaxy what uh, three huge games have you played any of these uh i don't know wow so super mario 64 is maybe the worst game 10. in the world it's in my top 10 um of worst games in the world no <laughs> no isn't that one that everybody hates no 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 that's maybe super mario sunshine i don't know Okay. Which I had never played, so I started. Sunshine's the one where you have like the hose, right? Yeah. yeah okay. So I forget what they call it. I just started playing it. Actually. And then what's the other one? Galaxy. Okay. Galaxy is the 3D one that you go to different worlds. Well, they're all 3D, but yeah. Well, all right. Worlds. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's called 3D All Stars. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's Super Mario Galaxy One, Two came out later on the Wii. Uh, the Wii as well, I believe, um, which was really, they're both amazing games. But that one is not included. It's just the first one. Um, I don't know. It's hard. I I bought this specifically for two reasons. One, I wanted to replay Super Mario 64. Two, I wanted to play Sunshine for the first time. Super Mario 64, I just feel like it's a lazy port. It is exactly the game I remember. And I just think that's like, you're going to release this for Mario's 35th anniversary you've had 35 years or whatever, not 35 years, but however long since this game came out, um, you know, it's a critical darling and you can't just give it a graphics, you know, uh, revamp. Um, It's the exact same game that I played 20 years ago. In fact, it's harder. I feel like, cause the the Nintendo 64 controller was just so perfect for that game. Um, I I had a lot of deaths um using the switch controller like it was just super touchy and finicky i don't Um, think nintendo's ever been said to have a good controller ever really i mean i thought the 64 i just have such fond memories about that i know that controller is horrible but um the game game gamecube controller that's a little bit goofy but it served its purpose i don't i mean what are you talking about the original nintendo entertainment system like the controller come on man what are you talking about? <laughs> so, um, but 
I, I just thought it was such a lazy port. It was still, you know, it's still super fun. Um, I haven't played any of Galaxy yet. I mean, I beat that when it first came out, but I know I love that game. That game is so amazing. And Sunshine is, I don't know, I'm just taking Sunshine in. Um, I would say, I would say buy this if you've never experienced one of those three games. If you've already played them all, I really don't think there's any reason to um, to repurchase this. I I bought it because again I love 64 and I wanted to play Sunshine. I've I've heard so many divisive things on that game, um, and I just thought I'd check it out. So uh, I will give it out of ten stars or ten rock bottoms. I'll give it a six. I just don't think. I'm angry about how lazy the doesn't have any stain is. power. Well, like I said, there's really I don't think there's any reason, um, unless you're just a Super Mario fanatic, <clears throat> to buy this game if you've played and beaten all three. Um, had I played and beaten Sunshine, I would not have bought this game. So um, there you have it. That's my my rating on that game. Um, sick, sick, brah. So that's about, I think, everything we have for you guys today. Greg, is there anything you want to add? Uh, I started playing Bioshock Infinite last night. <laughs> oh, you've played that before, right? Multiple times. But I've had the HD collection sitting on my shelf for like a year now. Um, So I just broke the seal on it last night, popped it into the old PlayStation, figure I'm going to give that a run through before uh cyberpunk and then what is move the on to next HD collection one infinite is two on there it's all three yeah oh okay two is all right two is done by yeah two uh, right? <clears throat> yeah yeah three is definitely the best um in my opinion but yeah i would love to see a system shock or new bioshock come out in our next lifetime here so I thought they were working on your system shop. I thought they were too, but it's been pretty quiet for a while now. So maybe that'll be uh, some huge announcement here in the coming coming months or something. But yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, but Booker Dewitt is that the main character in yep. Infinite? Yeah, Booker Dewitt. Yes, such an awesome game. That is probably my favorite one too. I don't know. The first one is so cool. Yeah, uh, I just the story of the third one. Yeah, I hear you. We'll go play that. Um, go yep. play that uh, Ray Fright Crew. If you haven't played Infinite, you're crazy. If you haven't played any of those Mario games, you're crazy. You should go check them out. Um, we hope you enjoyed this podcast today. We're going to go watch some football. Thank you, as always, for listening. Greg, one more time, where can they find us if you'd like to discuss? Just so you know, uh, you can go to anywhere um, and do it because we're everywhere now. Thanks to the good folks over at Anchor uh, FM. <laughs> Uh, our new <laughs> podcast host. Yes, we are like Job in the Lawnmower Man. We're everywhere. Or we're like Job in the first Mission Impossible movie, that lady who had the knock list. <laughs> I will trust you on that assessment. Uh, Ready Fight Podcast on Facebook, Ready Fight Podcast on Gmail, Ready Fight Pod on Twitter tweets or go to anchor fm and look for the ready fight podcast and we've got some content there you could sign up you can send us messages you could join in leave us recordings that we can go through in our podcast and discuss do it just do it all right thank you so much for listening 
Go 49ers. Go Panthers. Go Pack. Uh, talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Chakabra. How do I stop this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for doing that. Cool.